0: Hello, everyone. This is Fit in Dallas. I'm your host, Dr. Johnny Earls. Every week, we're going to be exposing you to the best and most exciting opportunities in Dallas that help you to get fit, stay fit, or take your fit life to the next level. Whether you're looking to switch things up, get back into fitness, or upgrade your training, you'll find exclusive deals and hear from some of the most qualified fitness professionals from all over the Dallas-Fort Worth area. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, please reach out to me, You can email me at John, that's J-O-H-N dot H-F-A-P at gmail.com. Let's go. On today's show, we have Jake Thompson. Jake is the founder and chief encouragement officer at the global lifestyle brand, Compete Every Day. Jake is a native Texan and graduate of both Texas Christian University and University of Dallas. He is a speaker, writer, and active participant in life. Prior to launching Compete Every Day, Jake spent years in both the sports representation industry and later as a creative and strategic marketing consultant. Now, he is focused on utilizing his passion for changing lives to remind all that their life is worth competing for. Let's get right into it. All right. Good morning, Jake. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here today.
0: Awesome, man. So I have obviously know a ton about you. I've been following you for a couple of weeks now. And I love your brand. I love all your stuff. I want to know everything there is to know about it.
1: <laughs> Where do you want to start? You tell me.
0: Let's start with you. Let's start with uh, how you got your background. What brought you into this competitor lifestyle?
1: Uh, yeah, so the the quick version of it is I grew up about two hours east of Dallas, outside of Tyler. I loved sports growing up. Uh, was Thought I was going to go play ball in college. Got hurt the summer before I got there, so I ended up just kind of being a student but my competitive side was still there through school. And so a couple of years in, you know, I'd had the focus that I never was gonna play professionally, but I wanted to be around the game in some form or another. So I started working and interning at a sports agency uh, based out of Austin, one of the agents is in Dallas. I did that my last two years of college and then immediately went to grad school to get my master's so I could go get certified by the NFL. About two weeks left in grad school, After spending, what, four, three to four years in the industry, I was like, I want no part of this. Like, this is not what I thought. This is not what I wanted. Uh, Part of it was the, the situation I was in with that organization. Part of it was just I was falling out of love with the game. And so I needed a new outlet at that point. And for me, I just started freelancing, uh, marketing design, graphic design, strategy was my big seller branding and strategy. Uh, And I built a consulting business for a handful of years, uh, which played well from the competitive side, because as a consultant, it's kind of you eat what you kill. It's very much like the agent mentality. There's no income unless you're out bringing it in. And so I did that for a handful of years, but still wasn't fully satisfied in my journey. I liken it, in my opinion, to building a giant sandcastle. Uh, I had a great consulting practice. I had clients in a number of different industries, from small businesses to major global corporations. But everything I was doing was about adding toys and things to my bank account. Uh, it had nothing to do with impacting anyone else. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, how can I accumulate more money Uh, and more toys. And so I read a book in that summer called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years that really shook my perspective. Uh, That would have been about 2010. And out of that book, I just started searching for ways. How can I impact people? Um, I feel I have the ability to, to speak and encourage and lead. What can I use that in others? And so ultimately what came out of that was Compete Every Day and having this brand idea of competing every day for your life. Quit worrying about what everyone else is doing. Quit trying to compete against everyone else that you see on social media, that you see in the workplace. But how can you beat you? And uh, I spent you know six, eight months tinkering with projects to see what would work. Eventually, my best friend recommended I reach out or look at this brand, Life is Good. Based out of Boston, ironically, their their logo is a stick figure guy named Jake. And so I threw some money into boxes of t-shirts and tanks uh, in the May of 2011, so back in 2011, and just started selling, man. I was selling tees behind a CrossFit gym where I was training. I was walking around races because I couldn't afford vendor booths, and so I had like a duffel bag full of shirts and gear peddling them. Uh, I did all of it just getting the message out, and, and so the brand has grown. Uh, But my passion for competing and, and taking that mindset that I used to have on the field, in sports, video games, like you name it in life, now translating it into being productive to push me toward my full potential and who I feel I was created to be.
0: Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned CrossFit because as soon as you started going off on your track about how you were an athlete and we're kind of moving on from there, that's exactly what I went through coming out of college. Like I played club basketball. Once I, once I got done, I didn't really have an outlet for exercise. I am not the kind of go to the guy or the kind of guy who goes to the gym and just pumps out bicep curls and bench press. I have no motivation for that. So I found CrossFit. I loved it. I was so hooked. So it's cool that you do it too.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of it. it's it's interesting, and uh, I've had some conversations with people, and there's a number of reasons that CrossFit is so incredibly successful in what they've done. A lot of it being the community, and, and community makes the successful gyms what they are. If you have great coaching and community, you're unstoppable um, as a brand. Mm -hmm. And so they've had the community, but what they've done really well is they've taught people to push against themselves. They've taught people to compete um, daily, which is why we started in that market heavily with compete. It's because it was a natural transition. You were pushing against the clock, against that PR, that extra weight. And so you had all these former athletes that happens to all of us. As an athlete, whether it's high school, college, or the lucky ones that get to play pro, when your playing days are over, it's a massive struggle of identity. Um, I just had a call this morning with a college that uh, potentially is looking to bring me out and speak to their athletes. And a lot of the conversation was around, hey, listen, when these athletes are done, you're going to have one or two that gets a chance to play pro. The rest of them are going to go through what most athletes do, and it's an identity crisis. You, one, lose the ability to identify yourself as an athlete because you're no longer on a team, you no longer have a sport, you're graduated, you're, quote, adult. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you don't have an outlet for your competitive side, like the thing that used to bring you alive and practices pushing yourself, they don't exist, or perceivably they don't exist out there. Yeah. And so a lot of my talk and work at the college level is helping them identify how they use that competitive fire in life. How do you use it to beat yesterday, to be better than you were in your work, in your relationships and in your life. And so knowing that you have that CrossFit journal, I think that's one thing they did really well is they pulled people out that had that athletic background and started shifting their perspective about pushing themselves and in their limits, especially in the old OG days when it was people in their garage posting on a forum online uh, weren't even at an affiliate. They were just alone in the garage, but they were connecting and building community online, and and wondering how they could do better than last time.
0: Yeah, it's a good time. Um, I got a question for you about the competitor mindset. How do you how do you encourage people to begin the competitor mindset? Like, what tips, what routines, what do they do to get started?
1: Yeah. So the way I define a competitor mindset is really a lifestyle. Uh, it, it's the pursuit of incremental betterment every day. You're not looking to get out, grab a bat, and hit a home run every day. You're not looking for that awesome shot, play, highlight reel. You're looking for little steps. Uh, so, we're recording this. We're two weeks out from the Super Bowl. The best way I, I describe this is people will go and watch ESPN and Sports Center. They'll see the highlight reels, they'll see the big bombs, they'll see the, the big touchdown plays, 60, 70 yarders. And in the back of their head, they'll start to believe that's what success looks like. That success Mm -hmm. is one big play. You're only one big play away. I'm only one big play away. When in reality, the majority of touchdown drives, the the things that separate great teams is the team that can take the ball at their own one and go down the field three to four yards a play, just little by little. It's boring, it's routine, it's a short pass, it's a quick run. But first down, move the chains, three, four yards, three, four Mm -hmm. yards, move the chains all the way down. That's what competing really looks like. That's what success really looks like in life. It's small, incremental steps forward. And so for me, getting people to start to that point is, one, first just dispelling the myth that success is happens overnight. It's a quick fix. For some people, it takes four years. For some people, it takes 14 years. Like Everyone is on their own journey. And so once you kind of dispel that and you start to put blinders on to everything else out there and focus on your own lane – then it's a matter of what are we running toward. Like if we're a track star and we're at the starting line, and we start sprinting toward our finish line, hundred meters straight ahead. If we start worrying about everyone else, what everyone else's lanes are, we're going to run out of our lane, we're going to fall down, we're going to run into someone else. It's it's disaster. It's bad all the way around. But if you put on blinders and you focus on your finish line, you're able to run at your true potential, your true athletic speed. Same goes with life. So what are you wanting to run at? Like what are your goals? Not only your life goals but your career goals your relationship goals like let's look at the big picture of what you want and what a lot of people can tell you like this is what i would like to have this would be nice to have but there's no level between that it's it's where i am and it's where i want to go and there's nothing here that they've built Mm -hmm. and so really what i do especially in my one-on-one coaching and my small group coaching is helping them put a plan together how do we reverse engineer that because your focus, yeah, it's nice to know where you want to go in life, what that big picture is. But the key is focusing on what's your next step. It's not the marathon you're trying to run to get it to the finish line. It's like what's the next step? What's the next person? What's the next water station? And getting them to focus on that. Because when you focus on that, building the competitor mindset's a lot easier. Because your competitor mindset is essentially it's the the mindset that no matter what happens today, no matter what I encounter what circumstances come my way i'm going to bring my best efforts at the core of it that's it i'm going to be motivated and bring my best efforts in everything i do and the way you do that is by focusing on just what that next step is because the next step is the only thing that's 100% in your
0: control i absolutely love that <laughs> that i can see so many uh, i can see that transferring to every direction of my own personal life like when it comes to business something doesn't work out marketing wise Forget about it. What are your steps to make the next strategy work? And then, obviously, what I do as a physical therapist, it's like telling people the quick fixes, sure, we can make you feel better. But if you want to be better, you got to worry about the steps to getting there.
1: Yeah. The the physical fitness is huge. Uh, You know, I was trading emails last night with one of our customers about, you know, she's struggling coming back from an injury. And I sent her one of my podcast episodes because I tore my Achilles about 18 months ago. And the physical recovery is tough the mental recovery is a lot worse because Mm -hmm. for a lot of us, where we used to be and where we are now is a, is a great distance. And we, we don't have the strength we have. We don't have the ability we have. And for a lot of people, they shut down. They say, well, I just can't do it anymore. I couldn't do that. What a competitor will look at the situation and say, what can I do now? Like, what can I do in this moment? And what can I repeatedly do until I get to the point I can do what I want to. And so it's, hey, I may not be able to go, for instance, CrossFit. I can't go to the gym. I can't do all this stuff. But what I can do is I can do my physical therapy at home and I can choose to eat clean my next meal. And so it's little things like that, that from that mindset, it's just focusing on that next step that next day. Because when we get stressed and we get worried and we get burnouts, because we're focusing on so many things outside of our control in the future, or in the past, instead of just worrying about what the next step is.
0: I know, and in, in reality, people don't think like that. You know, we see the guy back on the field after his ACL construction, you know, eight months ago. And we think, wow, that guy's back so fast. He's a beast. But we don't see the video of, of AP going through daily exercise routine, doing like the nitty-gritty, east-him-on-the-leg stuff, you know? So Yeah, and
1: he's – I mean, AP is one of those – Adrian Peterson, for anybody listening that's not sure yeah. who he is. Uh, so he grew up outside of my hometown as well. He's about 20 minutes from me. So I got to see him – When he was a sophomore, I had already graduated. So I I got to see him play as a a kid in high school. Physically, he is a freak. He is one Mm. of very few in the world ever built like that. But he still had to go through tremendous recovery training, mental, physical, to get back to the shape he's in. And we don't see that. Success is an iceberg. Uh, It's a great illustration that's used a ton. Uh, I use it. I'm one of those people that overuses it. But if you think of an iceberg, you have – a level above the water you see, we'll say that's 15% above the surface. Everybody sees that. But what you fail to take into consideration is the 85% below the water. And that's the the days, weeks, months, years of failure, of toiling, of little by little getting better, building, growing. That's, that's what develops your grit. So when you hit the water line, which is an opportunity, suddenly you're able to seize it and emerge through. And then everybody thinks you came out of nowhere that it just magically happened, but they failed to take into consideration everything below the scenes. And so when you see something on social media, when you see someone out there winning, it's really easy for our brains to trick us into believing it was a quick fix, that they had more talent, that it just happened. But in reality, it's the years and and months and and time spent below the surface honing the craft, getting up from failure, getting better, that allowed them to have that opportunity that you now see.
0: Mm -hmm. How do we do it? What is... What do we do, Jake? Give me the it's answers. A,
1: uh, dude, it's a day-by-day plan. And and honestly, it's it's having a daily action plan for things that move you forward. Uh, we have a program uh, that's releasing in February called the Competitor Scorecard. And it's literally about taking your big goals, putting them into bite-sized pieces, and how do you go about it every day? Because elephants are eaten the same way bowls of Lucky Charms are, one bite at a time. And so it doesn't matter how big that elephant is or how small that bowl of Lucky Charms is, you still take it one spoon at a time. And so for all of us sitting in this position, you all have goals, whether it's a career goal, whether it's a health goal, you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to get into shape, you're trying to hit certain lifts, uh, or it's a life goal of what you want to be able to do with your life. All of it comes down to a daily practice in building those habits and routines. Uh, The book Atomic Habits by James Clear is phenomenal for this. Uh, He talks about just tweaking little ways in your behavior that better sets you up for success. But what I try to tell people is take your goal for the next year. Figure out what would have to happen for you to hit that goal. If it is a goal that's realistic just outside of your comfort zone, it's a little bit farther than you think you can go, what would have to happen? Uh, One of the examples I use when I speak to companies is if I challenged you to read 30 books this year. Most people would check out of that before I ever finish the sentence because reading 30 books is a lot of books. Like you just automatically assume, oh my God, that's so much time. That's so much time. But if I challenge you backwards and said, read a chapter a day, well, you can do that because that's five, 10 minutes while you're having a cup of coffee in the morning, you're sitting in bed at night. But if you read one chapter a day based on the average chapter length of books, you're going to get about 30 books read in a year. So you're going to be farther down that road than you expect, but you don't do it by focusing on how much you have to do. You focus on what you just have to do that day. Uh, And so in that instance, I, I tell everyone to start, like, let's look at the goal and then let's reverse engineer it backwards. To reach that goal, you need to do what within six months? To do that within six months, you need to do what within one month and then one week and then one day. And then you put together a plan. I have a, I can't really see it that very well, but on my wall, I have a scorecard. And it's part of kind of our our program that we launch. But what it does is it's a combination of what James Clear developed with Atomic Habits, what Best Self Journal has done with their daily planner and, and productive journal I use, what Brandy Bouchard has done with High Performing Habits and a few other sources. And I pieced them together and figured out what worked best for me. And what this does is allow me to focus on what habits I need to build or what Task every day allow me to hit my goals so from a speaking standpoint i have x number of outbound calls or emails i have to make daily that i know put me in a position to make sure i hit my goal if not go beyond it and so every day i do it and then i put a mark on the board 15 minutes active if it's a rest day i'm stretching i'm moving i'm going on a walk but i'm still active i put a mark on the board and so what that does is it one helps me build those habits of the things I need in order to hit my goals. So where it just becomes routine, it's routine for me to pick up the phone and make five sales calls every day. It's not, Oh, I'm stressed about it. I fear about it. No, you just get to a point where, Hey, it's just part of the daily routine. Just like brushing your teeth, just like eating lunch, like all of that ties in. Uh, and then additionally, it keeps me focused on the most important task of every day of making sure I'm writing down. What do I need to hit today? To have success and so for each of us it just works on it starts with going big and then working all the way backwards to what that is if your goal is to lose weight you have 40 pounds you want to lose let's take our mind off 40 pounds and let's focus on what we're going to do today okay so what am i going to eat today and how am i going to train today i'm not worried about tomorrow i'm not worried about next week i'm not worried about anything else i'm just focusing on that and if you take your eyes off the scale And start focusing on just those actions, how you're being active, what you're ingesting and consuming for fuel. The results start to take care of themselves. But more importantly, who you become in that process is someone stronger, better, more equipped for life than who you were when you started.
0: And you don't see that at the beginning. It's only the product that you get. That's awesome. Sounds like what you need is a compete every day app to hold people accountable. Pops up on your phone in the morning. Hey, get out there. Do this.
1: Yeah, you know it. Uh, there's some fantastic apps out there that do that, and and for the single focus ones, don't break the chain is a great one. Um, the rumored myth around it was uh, Jerry Seinfeld as a comedian when he started was a was committed to a goal of writing a joke every day. Since that story has been circulated, it's not really sure if it's true or not, but the the lesson stays the same. So he challenged himself to write a joke every day. So every day he'd write a joke. He'd go to the calendar on his refrigerator and put a big red X. New day, new joke, new X. New day, new joke, new X. And what would happen is in his brain, he would start to see two to three Xs in a row. And in the back of your head, in your subliminal thoughts, your brain starts saying, don't break the chain. Don't break the streak. Whatever you got to do to write a joke today, whether it's good, bad, whatever, keep the Xs going. And so the app is designed to do the same thing when you're creating a habit, when you're, when you're breaking a habit or starting a habit, uh, the app will send you a notification at a set time every day to remind you to meditate for a minute, to go on an outdoor walk, to don't make sure you don't smoke a pack of cigarettes after work, whatever the case may be. And then once you do it, you put an you click it, and it puts an X in there. And so it builds the chain for you so that subliminally your brain starts running with that, but it it goes. And so there's some great apps out there for that that I, I just love. Uh, but I use the old pen and paper for the daily habits, and I put it bathroom, office, places I'm going to see it because what I want out of that is to physically have to write it because I get those hits of dopamine and those rewards
0: for completing the action. Mm-hmm. Jake, I love your message, man. This is great. Thank so you. Ha- you have, have. I know you have like the Instagram. Tell me about where people could find more about you.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's kind of all over the place. So Compete Every Day, uh, competeeveryday.com is the best hub. Uh, you'll find the apparel, but really our blog is based off there. We have a couple of podcast shows off of there. Um, you'll find a ton of information on there. And then any social media channel from YouTube, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, Instagram is where we're really active. Compete Every Day is there. For me personally, I'm most active on Instagram, uh, and my handle is Life is Worth Competing for. You'll find me on the YouTube, uh, Compete Every Day YouTube channel, and some other sources doing videos and stuff like that. But uh, if you're listening to the show, uh, especially DFW based, man, reach out. We're here. I'm up in Frisco, uh, always looking to connect with like minded, growth mindset people that are just out to make an impact.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, I don't want to take too much more of your time, so thank you very much, Jake. This has been awesome, and I hope to hear from you soon, okay? Thanks, John. This episode is brought to you by Human Function and Performance, Dallas' premier location for physical therapy. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for our next Fit in Dallas.